Y'all ready for this? Hand banana, I want you to meet the enforcer. I want my name to be Spaghetti. Fine, your name's Spaghetti. What are you looking at? I'm your father. I made you. I got your father right here. I got your daddy. Boys, yes. There has been some news. Gas on the CPU front. I do oh. love news. Tell me about it. Wait, what? <laughs> Ryan is deeply what? upset and offended. How by the dare fact that there was news on the CPU front? Well, how dare for the the home desktop enthusiast? Stop <laughs> that. <laughs> Time to go. Uh, AMD announced their Zen 3 architecture. Their brand new lineup. Yeah. Should we uh, deep dive into it? Oh, I think that's the plan here, boys. I think you're uh, you're spot on, Greg. Let's uh, let's swan dive into this bad boy. Mm-hmm. Pause for sound effects and graphics. That swan's <laughs> <Yeah>. real dead. <laughs> that swan's been dead for a hot second. So AMD finally announced their their fourth gen, third gen, third gen, third gen. CPU. Don't let the, the naming scheme confuse the you. numbers are confusing. <laughs> there has been other stuff in between the 3000 series and the new yeah. just announced 5000 series. Yeah. Their second gen series had the 3000... Their third gen series now has five thousand. It makes sense. The numbers are there. Well, the numbers are certainly there. Does it make sense? But the numbers are there. Um, so we have the lineup of the Zen three processors. They talked a lot about their their fifty nine fifty X, sixteen core, thirty two threads, base four point nine. Base frequency, yeah, base frequency of 3.4 gigahertz, turbo up to 4.9. Um, they have their Ryzen 5900, which is a 12-core, 24-thread, 3.7 to 4.8. Yep. Uh, oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize it had a uh, had a higher base frequency than the 5950. Which is weird when you think about it, but it, if it has 16 cores, it mean the level of processing power on that is pretty substantial comparatively. The, the Ryzen 7 <clears throat> 5800... Which actually makes more sense. They had them called the, the 1700 and the 3700. Um, yeah. So now that has an 8-core, 16-thread, 3800 base frequency. Which is weird. Uh, 3.8, sorry. That they, um, but, they finally adjusted the, the naming scheme. Yeah. Because the 3700 and the 1700 both had 8 cores as well. Right. Or maybe yeah, the 1700 might have had 7. But the 37 definitely had 8. Yeah, and then they have their 5600, the 6-core, 12-thread. Uh, 3.7 base, 4.6 turbo. The yep. the 5800 and the 5600 both have a, and this is new to the, the Zen, Zen 3 series, the 32 megabyte cache, Yep. where previously they each had... The 2x you know, 16 megabytes. Right, they were split. And the nice thing about having them all in one is that you're going to reduce latency by a lot because they're all communicating directly with each other. Yeah, you effectively yep. cut it in half mm -hmm. because now every core can not only access a full 32 meg L3 cache, it they can communicate with each other as well. Whereas before it was segmented just like Greg said where you have two 16s and then the cores were split 4 and 4. 
Right. So it's going to be faster. So you reduce the latency and they have a larger cache because every core can access the full 32 megs of cache. And it's nice that they're keeping it small. They're keeping it simple. They're releasing four. Mm-hmm. But yep. they're four across a variety of prices ranging between 300 for the 5600 all the way up to 800 for the 5950. So mm-hmm. they're they're trying to appeal to everybody. Right. But and the they're doing a pretty good job. I don't know if I would buy the 5600 though. I mean, it's just for me for, for entry what, level. Yeah, sure. Yeah, for what I for what I use because I have the equivalent now. I have the 3600 in my current PC at home. I would buy the 5600 mainly because what I do. On my PC at home, I don't need anything that has the level of performance that you're going to see with the 5900 or the 5950. Who do you think should be looking at each of these levels? So What? Zenthusiasts. <laughs> I'm out of that door yeah, right the there. The reason why they have an $800 <laughs> model is because someone's going to buy it. I right. mean, ultimately, yes, yeah, the smart business decision. But even in the demonstration that they did and the announcement they made, the whole video, they even talk about how the fifty nine hundred, the fifty nine fifty, was designed into with the type of uh, customer in mind who is going to be doing a lot of three uh, D rendering, uh, a lot of graphic design, things like that. But they also want to be able to use the same rig to game on. So it's kind of that bridge between the two. The 5900, I'm sure, is going to be very capable of the same thing. But the 5900 and the 5800, I think, are geared more towards heavy, intense, first-person shooter gaming, like what you would expect somebody who's a professional gamer to be using. Being someone who's targeting a build, for example, that they want to last, if they're going into the market right now to build, is the extra $100 worth to jump from the 5800 to the 5900? If you have the extra $100, I would say absolutely. I will say one of the bigger differences um, is the 5900 and the 5950 both have a 64 megabyte cache. That's the fi- true. The 58 and the 56 have a 32. Right. So, I mean, at that point, from a purely gaming perspective, having double the cache is insane. You're going to be able to have such fast processing with the 64 meg cache versus the 32. So... If you are building a dedicated gaming rig and you have the money to spend on it, absolutely splurge for the 5900. If you really want to get into the more intense stuff and you are looking to do more graphic design focused things and 3D rendering on the side on top of your gaming, jump on the 5950 if you have the money for it. I mean, yeah, it boils down to if you have the money and you can spend it, you can't, you're not going to go wrong with the 5950. You're not going to go wrong with any of these, truthfully. It's true. They're the best processors on the market right now. Um, well, it's, it's amazing what they're able to do without changing the um, um, uh, socket. Yes. True, they still have the AM4 yeah. socket. And to piggyback off of that with the AM4 socket, not only do they have the same socket, which they've promised to support for a while, mm-hmm. the, it, doesn't, it doesn't have an increased power. The wattage on the sockets and the, the CPUs are exactly the same as what they are now for the, for the 3000 series, which is pretty impressive. Um, so if you wanted to buy one, well, in theory, I mean, they're, I mean, they actually are becoming more efficient. I mean, you, they're getting up to, I think they said two and a half times the performance per watt. Yep. Uh, across, you know, yeah, they, it. it was, it was a stupid amount. Um, and I was just blown away when I heard that the, it was the same wattage mm-hmm. for each of these new models, which is really attractive for anyone who already is running an AM4 socket, who just wants to go plop. 
Yeah, as long as your motherboard plug it in. has the right chipset to support it, you literally just need to pop it in. You're good to go. <laughs> this is this is always this is all very close to home because, uh, like, a couple what were we- you doing earlier today? Yeah, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, my uh, I found out my motherboard decided to die. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I went out and bought a new motherboard. Turns out that motherboard didn't support the processor I had, which was the 1700X. Um, so it was a little age. I'm like, I'll get a new processor eventually. Turns out AMD just announced theirs. I bought a 3700X. So now I'm just, ooh, I don't I don't know enough of how much it's going to matter between the 3700X versus the 5600. They're real goddamn close. The 3700's uh 8-core, uh, 16-thread. It's the same. Well, it's, so the the 5600 is a 6-core, 12-thread. Mm-hmm. But you are looking at a boost in performance because now you're going from, rather than two 16 meg caches you're going to 132 with all six cores having access to it you're going to have uh decreased latency faster processing capabilities better gaming performance overall so like you will notice an improvement but is it worth it i mean you did just buy the 3700 so so i did i did just buy it in anticipation of this announcement happening true um and i kind of i i had the plan of just having it and then seeing what everything was going to do um, at this point, I don't know if it's worth it to wait a month and not have a PC. Because they're not coming out until the 5th of November. Right. right. And then it, we'll see what availability actually looks like. Right. Is because... it going to go the way of all of the other tech announcements have right. so far, where bots and, and scalpers just buy them all instantaneously? Right. And these all they're all these are all going to be phenomenal. So if you're, I think if you're getting for like a new rig... Um, that fifty eight, that fifty eight, I feel like lands in a sweet spot. I was gonna say the fifty eight is, <clears throat> it's a, it's gonna have really good price point for what you're gonna be getting. Um, it's probably the sweet spot. Although I would make the argument that the sixty four meg cache is a sweeter spot to be in with the fifty nine hundred. But that's just me thinking on the gaming side. I don't even to this day I don't game on my PC to the level where I would need right. a sixty four meg cache that that quickly to reduce latency that much because i don't notice latency now right and i think there you'd see a lot of that in more of uh more of content creation right true yeah with with rendering effects and Mm -hmm. anything like that it'll render way faster um that's that's true as well yeah so i mean to me the 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 nerd the tech nerd in me just wants the 64 meg uh, and the 5900 right. just what? because it's go- I know it's going to be so much better but I'm not like for what I use my PC for currently I'm not going to notice that much of a difference truthfully uh, unless I hop into like first person shooters or anything like that then you'll probably notice uh, a bit of a difference things will probably yeah. load a bit faster jumping um, back to the the actual motherboard so jumping up to the the Zen 3 they'll only work with the motherboards from the X470 the B450 and later chipsets including the 570 and the the B550. So those, so everything else, it won't. Correct. Uh, But that's still a pretty good range. I mean, I feel like a lot of people have a 470 or B450 or an X570 that, huh. I have a 470. I didn't realize they were going to support the the 400 series still for these ones. I didn't either. I thought I would have to buy a new motherboard. I could technically just go buy a new processor right now. Sure could. I'm not going to, but I could. But you will need a BIOS update for the B4. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. But a lot I think they were saying that they may well they may very well have pushed that out already. Are no, you, it's not gonna be out BIOS? until January. The four hundreds? Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, January at the earliest, and that's even if that's in a beta form. 
truthfully, that's, I mean, just the fact that I don't have to buy a new motherboard. Because, no, if it's just a matter of waiting a few months. Right, to just flash a new BIOS to yep. the motherboard, because motherboards are freaking pricey these days. <laughs> I know they fluctuate all the time. I got my motherboard when it was relatively cheap, and the fact that I can use it on a new processor is pretty solid. I'm pretty happy about that. But I looked, like, days after I bought my motherboard, and it had doubled in price. Yeah, never do what <laughs> I had to do. Never just run out to a local big box store and buy a motherboard that was awful yeah it wasn't your best decision but i mean given the circumstances yeah i i because yeah. i know the backstory behind it so <laughs> i kind of needed a workstation right uh right. but yeah that yeah it's impressive that they're so they're sticking with the same socket set which i'm shocked um, i'm happy about they're sticking with two generations of motherboard mm -hmm. currently and obviously they're going to keep now does ryzen support pcie4 I believe so. Because uh, that's something that it had over Intel, I believe, was that Intel is only just recently pushed just into... Just picked up PCIe? Yeah. I believe yes. Ryzen supports it. I don't know if they've always supported it, but I'm almost positive they do because you have a bunch of PCIe going on in your, uh, your I have, case currently. I have. I mean, I have my drive, my uh, uh, NVMe drive. But yes, the, the AMD does support PCIe 4. Um the third gen, I believe, third gen Ryzen or newer. Right. I believe. Okay. But I think they've done a good job this time around keeping the cost pretty low. I mean, it they are higher than the than the Zen 2 launch by about 50 bucks on average. Um, What's interesting, too, just touching on, on the pricing overall of the Zen 3 is this is the first time where we've seen AMD kind of kind of really kind of expand a bit where they've actually marked their Zen 3 line of processors up a well, little that's, bit that's higher because than it, Intel. Well, that's because it costs more. I mean, it's and it's very rare in the processor world to see them cost more to develop, but they're, they're trying to stay so far ahead that they pumped a lot of money yeah, into it. I mean, it. at this point, with, with the level of improvement that we're actually seeing with them, I'm not, I'm not surprised, truthfully. Uh, Intel doesn't exactly have too much to, to compete with them at this point, with the Zen 3 lineup. But now that being said, Intel hasn't hasn't released any new processors lately. So, well, there's that new one that's supposed to be coming out, but is the is the Zen <clears> 3 <throat> do we think going to be the last of the Ryzen generation? No. Is that the plan? Did no, they release? I think the Ryzen 4 is uh the, I'm sorry, the Zen 4 is it's on the roadmap for them. Oh, okay. Uh, they say it's in design and that's one where they're trying to get down to the 5 nanometer. Yep. Um which I to this day, I do not even know what the benefit is from the smaller the the die is. Uh, I imagine it's just better for performance is really the mm -hmm. thing I can Basically, think of. But you can fit more on the chip if you make that piece smaller. Oh, really? Okay. All right. So that makes sense. Um, so then, yeah, in, in that case, uh, 5 nanometer would be even better. Um, but, yeah, so they do have the Zen 4 marked on the roadmap. They, they touched on that briefly in the showcase that they did. Um, where they're right now, the only thing that we've heard about it is that they want to get it down to the five nanometer, and it's still in design. They um, say they are on track, right? So that's what we have on Zen Four, which is basically nothing. <laughs> that's pretty much like, hey, it's an idea, right? That's what that is to me. Um, there's no. Do they even have a projected time frame of that? Uh, previous timelines, I said they're aiming for 2022. Really? That yeah. quick? Well, that was two years. That yeah. was before they announced Zen three. So that's fair. Well, as we'll of August happens. of this year, um, they said that it could be three nanometer by twenty twenty two. No shit. Jesus huh? Christ! They are really. And again, up. that's how big the transistors are 
on the on the chip. So you're, and for comparison, Intel can't, is struggling to get below ten. Correct. Yeah, they haven't been below ten, and even then, that was only in their laptop models, I believe. Right. Um. The, well, I don't. Yeah, I think they're. I think their standard processors are ten nanometer. Are they? But okay. they're they're doing some other stuff. Um. To kind of help sidestep the need of getting that lower. I don't exactly recall what they're doing. Um, okay, so Ryzen 6000 in 2022 will be 5. The 6000? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's what they're projecting for the Zen 4? Yep. Cool. Word. Oh, good. Just a, a normal naming scheme. Yeah, right? Stick with those numbers. That's going to be but, perfect. You know, for example, I think Apple will be the first there as well. I mean, if you look at the iPhone 12, the iPhone 12 is going to be featuring, five, you know, five nanometer technology with their which, processor. Which we'll cover soon. <laughs> well, uh, Apple's going to be announcing some. Uh, yes, later later this month, actually. Mm-hmm. We'll, be, uh, we'll be covering that bad boy, too. Um, but the it's interesting. Yeah, Intel... Intel's 10, uh, AMD 7 nanometer. Yep. It'll be interesting. When, cause when is the last time Intel announced? I was actually just looking for anything from Intel recently. I do see, funnily enough, uh, that article that did come out that Intel sent out the day before AMD's announcement, <laughs> um, which I get it, you know? You got nothing really going on, and your competitors releasing a, a new lineup of CPUs. So you got ha- you got to have something, even if it is effectively nothing. Intel confirms eleventh gen Rocket Lake desktop CPUs for early twenty twenty one. I did. I was going to say I le- the eleventh gen is what yeah, I Ro- keep Rocket seeing. Lake's going to be their fir- their first PCIe supporting, which is processor. wild. Yeah, it's crazy to me that at this late in the game, oh, sorry, you PCIe don't have. Four. Yeah, you don't have PCIe 4. I mean, uh, AMD's had it since the last gen. So then again, AMD kind of came into the processing world kind of late in the game too. So, But again, like if I'm looking at something like this and I'm building, I want the better processor. I mean, I can I can deal with a, a lesser GPU. But if I'm, if I'm looking at, you know, between buying, you know, splurging on the new GPUs or the Zen 3, I'm going Zen 3. Agreed, absolutely. And when you th- when you think of it like this too, um, if you go with like the top of the line stuff, like you had just said, and you go with the the three thousand series Nvidia, you have to get a whole new power supply to cover for the oh, new graphics Jesus. card. Yeah, because what does the thirty eighty pull? Uh, was it the thirty eighty or thirty ninety that was pulling almost a thousand watts by itself? Like you, uh, lit- you literally need, and it needs a twelve-pin connector as well. It's yep, not a the, standard connector. The thirty eighty has a three hundred and twenty-watt power rating. Yeah, that's that is. You basically need to buy an additional power supply just to run your graphics card. I I'm not sure. We don't actually know yet, but I'd be willing to put money on the fact that you won't have to do that with the six thousand series. <clears throat> I maybe. Um, I mean, if if you don't, and you're still able to run four K ultra graphics and you're pulling the lowest number on that benchmark was 61 if you're able to pull 60 frames a second 4k ultra and not have to upgrade your power supply and you can still get the best cpu in the market that sounds like you got a pretty fucking stellar build 
not going to lie. You're going to be able to do outstanding, outstanding things. Not only just uh, uh, doing like editing or any, any sort of design stuff, 3D rendering, you name it. You're going to be able to game. You're going to be basically in the game. It's going to look so good. Right. And it's nice to see that that big Navi is going to, it's going to land near the 3080, if not better, you know, but it's, even if it's not better all around, it's providing more competition. So I'm hoping that brings pricing down. That would be ideal. Well, providing the competition. You know, I, it, it would be interesting because if, if AMD continues what they did previously, which is just kneecap. So they kneecapped Intel with the processor game, made Intel kind of make some lower cost. Yep. And then AMD started building up going, oh, we can do this for cheaper. We're going to be loud about it. We're going to disrupt the market. Now we're going to make these better and outdo you in your own game. So it, it seems to me like AMD is mostly going for the productivity market. Absolutely. They're oh, really yeah, yeah. With their graphics cards? It, that's what it seems like because the 38 They're going for the multitaskers. They're going for the ones that are simultaneously, you know, wanting to work and game and process and, you know, people who do video and audio and, and gaming as well. So they're trying to, to tackle that. And I think their AMD is more, AMD is by far more uh, focused on the actual hardware stuff itself. I mean, that's what it seems to the be. performance is important, but when you look at, you know, the way that they're pumping big Navi, they're looking at it from the look what's in it guys. Right. Huh? Well, yeah, but you're almost at the 3080. Yeah, but look what's in it, though. You know? Yeah, but look at our stuff, though. Look at how good it looks inside of it. You know what I mean? And I don't know if either one of you noticed. I think it was Adobe. or So Adobe put out an update some months ago. Uh, I think maybe last year, actually. Um, this this year is just, woof. I'm pretty sure last week was March. Um, <laughs> Feels like it. But Adobe put out an update through Premiere that really ramped up the GPU processing. Yeah, the GPU did. rendering on it, and good lord! So I'm running an uh, AMD processor with an NVIDIA GPU right now. It it chugs. Uh, it is insane how much faster that went. Um, so if it can keep going in that direction, I think we'll see a lot more. Let's just we'll just see a lot more people being able to do absurd things because it's not. It's still fairly pricey, but for the people making these things, the people doing these things. It's becoming less and less of a barrier, um, so I personally can't wait to see w how AMD attacks Nvidia at this point. Um, if we see them like a hundred bucks less for just a marginal difference, I think we'll see a lot of a lot of changes. Because right now, what it's AMD now has twenty five percent of steam yeah. users as the processor yeah in uh i forget where i saw that statistic but yeah steam just just sent it out where amd is now 25 percent of the market for people who are using steam uh which is pretty substantial because up until recently they've, they've had a relatively small chunk it's almost been fully intel um so we're i i expect to see that number climb in the near future uh, as soon as the new processors come out on the 5th. So I expect that number is going to grow substantially. Yeah, as of September, AMD now has 25.75% of the market share of all Steam users, which is wild. Um, and it looks like they have about 13% of them have a 3.3 to 3.69 um, gigahertz processor. 
Which is pretty solid. I mean, that's that's the 3000 series, right? I, I'm fairly certain it is, but um, yeah, it's pretty wild, man. Yeah, if they can come up, if that 6000 series Radeon comes up with a similar price point and can either do as good, if not maybe a little bit less, but their price point is lower, mm-hmm. I, I think you'll find that most people will opt for the Radeon, uh, mainly because the stuff that you're getting with the NVIDIA 3000 series uh, really focuses more on 4K gaming, uh, cleaning that up, and 8K gaming. If you have yeah. a 3090, <sighs> nobody has an 8K monitor. Nobody does. There's like 10 right. people in the world. Um, right. 4K and- monitors are more common, but still rare. Most people have a 1440p what? or anything like that. What do you mean no one has an 8K monitor? You- People just need to go out and buy 8K monitors. You can get a Dell 32-inch 8K monitor for $4,000. Right. It's, it's a Dell. Change. Yeah, he's yeah so it's we rolling need a- in the deep. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking. I was interested, of course, being on the stock side of things. You know, mm-hmm. what what do people think? Because usually when you look at a stock performance. I'm sure AMD spiked pretty hard. Nope, dropped. Re- it dropped? So it I'm dropped, bu- but looking at it, they're <laughs> dropping because they're buying the Lynx. Oh. Which is a rival processing, uh, microprocessing manufacturer. And when there's rumors of a merger, the company being bought, you'll see rise in value because it's getting sold. Right. Uh, and you'll see the buyer drop. But they're saying it could be $30 billion to acquire this company, mainly because Zelinx's specialty was in uh, transportation and defense manufacturing, meaning AMD might be looking to be a major player in automated car, you know, the automated car industry and things of that nature. When wow. it comes to running those types of systems, I didn't even realize that that was going on. Mm-hmm. Although that makes sense, though. I mean, with the the rate that AMD is growing, as, not just as a company as a whole, um, with the explosive growth that they've had in the last two years, it's it's not too surprising where they're really set. They're starting to branch out as to what they can actually do with processing. I well, mean, I mean, it's and it's advantageous because the Lynx primarily did a lot of work with Huawei. And after the shutdown of Huawei, they saw their business start up. Well, right. not shutdown, but effectively the, the embargo. embargo on, yeah, the yeah. embargo on Huawei. Yeah. But. So, um, and so they their their origination was in 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 um, uh, communication, um, and are usually used in the five G telecom infrastructure. Is right. where Zelinx did so. AMD seems to be positioning itself, considering how much its value rose this year, almost 90% since the beginning of the year. They have a lot of cash to play they, with yeah, they're, in they're acquiring on things. Some money. So it looks like they might be looking at expanding um, you know, to a variety of sectors. And it's interesting because now, I don't remember exactly when it happened. Maybe it was a couple of years ago, maybe it was a year ago, but Amazon partnered with them. So the AWS is uh, That's system. right. They're, they switched over their servers, right? To from AMD, in, from Intel to AMD, right. that was huge. I remember that. So That's when their a lot stock of, started but it's, to climb. It's interesting that that came out, especially because usually this close to an election, companies are not really looking at mergers and acquisitions because of the market gets pretty volatile yeah. around this time. So it's interesting to see that happening, but I'm wondering if AMD is looking at it like, look, this is a company that's been hit real hard by our, sort of our sanctions on China and our dealings with them. So 
how much lower is, is it going to go? I mean, that's especially fair. if, you know, there's, you know, the thought that if Biden wins, that relationships might change with China to the point where there's, you know, a better relationship. So it could, everything, everything's going to grow. China could go back up. Right. So, we'll see. It'll be very interesting to see what ends up happening. But I think AMD. I like where they're going. AMD is a, is a company that I feel has positioned themselves beautifully they, they're very reminiscent of microsoft in as far as the gaming world where they've set themselves up to be prepared for the streaming boom that's going to be coming here in the mm -hmm. near future amd they they started small but they came in freaking swinging because they saw intel was really just taking advantage and getting very complacent with their processor builds they weren't really seeing intense growth and then amd came in with their ryzen series and just shook the market up super hard like you were saying earlier tyler and it it's really just been crazy to me to watch how they have landslide. They have jumped up so much in comparison, or yeah, that in comparison to Intel, where they've made these huge leaps and bounds and really pushed the the, the gaming industry forward in what it's capable. Well, of. Well, they did it because they built brand loyalty. They've pretty much stood by most of what they've said throughout this entire process. When they released Ryzen, they said. We're going to get the most out of this we can. We're going to get the most out of AM4 that we possibly can. We're not going to make you overhaul everything every few years. And they've stuck to it. Yeah. They've gotten a lot out of the AM4 uh, socket and are able to provide markedly, markedly improved products generation after generation. Right. Um, which, as a consumer, gives me a lot of confidence going forward with them saying, okay, I'm going to stick with them because it clearly, you know, they stand by what they say and they try to get the most out of what they offer. Right. And the fact that they care enough about the consumer to really try to maximize, like you were saying with the socket, because when your socket changes, you have to buy a whole new motherboard regardless. That's mm -hmm. another expense on top of wanting to buy their new processor. I don't want to buy the new processor now if the socket changes, because that's now my cost has gone up 50% because your socket changed. I don't want to do that. So by them sticking with the AM4 socket, not only is it just fucking brilliant, right. but consumers love it and look at what we did for you you didn't even know the b450 was an option and here you are it is an option right yeah. now now you can run it that's I great i was thoroughly impressed when they came out with uh uh their 3300x um, oh yeah nothing it's nothing I blew my mind it's, it's still good that, yeah. that whole series is still good the 3000 well, series and the 3300x especially it's a 130 dollar processor yep for an eight core 16 threaded process like and it's fucking amazing that's cheap enough to go fuck it what am i going to build a pc for i right? think mm -hmm. you and i have had the conversation of like fuck I, that's it, what i almost bought for my rig originally let's build a server because fuck it like it's cheap enough yeah, that's super cheap and then that's just a perfect entry into amd at that point like oh this one works great this was cheap what else do they have what else can i get because i know it's going to work well and it's going to be supported so at that point you can build up a rig get it running, and then go, hey, I can buy a new processor, swap that out, and be good to go. Exactly. Yeah, I upgraded, yeah, because this morning I upgraded from a 1700X to a 3700X. Same freaking socket. Ten minutes. Yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not same socket. You got a new motherboard. Well, same, same socket, It was the same socket. Yeah, my you motherboard just have a new motherboard, yeah. But, <laughs> but same exact socket, right. though. And now you have the benefit where your motherboard is ready to go for the next gen if for, you end up wanting to get it. For the next in, if they stick with what they're going, potentially the next, next Zen Four, probably the next gen. couple generations. Yeah. Yep. And and Zen Four is going to be sticking with AM Four still. They right? haven't confirmed it. Okay. I would be. I wouldn't be too shocked if they did have to swap. Going down to the the smaller diodes, 
and and just shrinking the 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 CPU overall, you're probably going to have to end up making some sacrifices. Is it possible that they release Zen four in two different types? That one that works with AM four, one that works with whatever would be AM five. I mean, you it's know, possible. lower cost but higher performance for AM four. Depends really on how make it. If the performance is negligible, the increase and it's like. Nah, I'm not going to. But. I mean, truthfully, I'm shocked that they've stuck with the AM4 as long as they have. I wouldn't be surprised if they kept it going into Zen 4, if it's possible. If it's Because at this point, we're talking thermodynamics. The laws of thermodynamics are going to be broken if you go too small. And it depends on if, like, if uh, I assume they're looking at it. Like, if they go that small, A, is it possible on any chipset? B, is changing the chipset going to matter enough to warrant changing the chip like is it like all right if we change it to am5 is it going to give us that much more ability to change it or can we still do effectively the same thing with am4 and then tell people like hey the next one is going to be going to a different socket set so it's going to be tricky because do they do they continue the fact that people can still keep buying their processors of the am4 or do they switch to the next socket set the way I look at it, because I, I tend to think very highly of AMD as a company mm-hmm. as far as how they treat their consumers. I think if they're going to go to the AM5, it's going to be because they absolutely have to. In order to make the jump to Zen 4, they have to go to AM5. And if that is ultimately what ends up happening, they will let the consumer know ahead of time, hey, this next batch of processors is going to be AM5. And they're going to let you know well enough in advance where you can prepare for it. So you're not going to be blindsided like, here's launch. Oh, by the way, it's AM5. But again, I feel like this generation of this Zen 3 will get you into that generation far enough that when the price goes down and you're ready to upgrade, you will, because these are going to get you years. The Zen 3 will be fine. Yeah, the Zen 3 will get you to the price break of Zen 4 when it actually happens Mm -hmm. by far. Zen 3 is going to cover you for a while. Yeah, and I think AMD is just... It, it, they're a powerhouse now. It's making the perfect moves. I hope, they really are. I hope they continue this mindset. Hope they don't forget about us when they get big. <laughs> like, True. Really. I mean, all this being said, though, I am so curious to see what Intel will actually come back with because this is probably the first year where Intel has really been pressured. Like, you really have to step up now. You have been shut out twice now. This is number two. You need to you need to step up. Yep. I'm really curious to see how they're going to respond. I really am. So it's interesting. So people will stick with Intel because historically, and it's been years now, if not decades, um, back in the day, AMD's had a had the propensity and the reputation to overheat. True. Which just isn't true anymore. No, not anymore. No, and they've they've changed that long before the before the Ryzen series, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think it's a combination of they've gotten more efficient. And cooling has just gotten better. True. Very true. Um, yeah, the the aftermarket coolers you can get now, they're not even crazy expensive either. So that's definitely helped a lot. Yeah. Also, I just realized with this new Zen 3, we're forgetting about the Threadripper. That doesn't, that they don't have a Threadripper yet. They're probably going to, though. Imagine that behemoth when it comes out. The current uh, gen Threadripper is like 24 cores. Like, it's stupid. It It's going to be an absolute monster if they do announce a Threadripper. I bet you it's going to be... I would be 
I'm going to put my money down and say it's probably going to be like 5.3 up to on the boost. Now, do you think AMD is just holding the Threadripper in their back pocket? Yeah, absolutely. To wait to see what Intel says? Absolutely. They already have it. It's ready. They're just not releasing it yet, which is fair. I mean, they don't because if you if you drop the Threadripper, you know the Threadripper is probably going to be pushing like a thousand. Maybe maybe that's their their ace in the hole. They're they're like, oh, here's Intel's response. Well, guess what? Whoopa! Breaking the beat that breaking the five gigahertz barrier for Ryzen. Finally, imagine if the Threadripper is so good they break the five gigahertz base. No, they won't. There's not a chance. Yeah, imagine, even these though. ones are 3.7 base. Yeah, I mean that's fair. But like, just imagine that. Yeah, I will shit my pants and buy you one if they do that. In they in the same in the next six months. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I it'd be because what's the uh, what's the base on these? You said 3.7, 3.8. The five, the 5800, or the I'm sorry, the 5600 was like 3.8 or something like that, wasn't it, Greg? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is what is Intel's base at now? Well, the uh, so the base for the um, the fifty nine fifty is three point four, and the fifty nine hundred is three point seven. But again, you're looking at the core differential as well. So you think maybe the Threadripper is getting like past a four base? Yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because at that point you're talking minimum twenty four cores. I'd be shocked if it wasn't able to push uh, four base. You say that, but nothing, nothing has yet. So it be it would be quite the fucking power move. I mean, so what was it? The fifty, the fifty six hundred we were seeing is three point eight base. The ten nine hundred K is three point seven. So that's base. Every- Granted, it boosts over five point three. So don't sit there and tell me that the Threadripper can't do it. Not base. Granted, boost. No, no, I'm talking. I'm talking base. It'll probably boost past five. I bet the I bet the base will probably be it'll it'll be real fucking close to four if it's not four, uh, but it'll it'll boost over five absolutely. But do you think? I'd be interesting if they do do a Threadripper. Do you think they're going to have a a larger cache? Do you think they're going to be running Threadripper sixty four? If it's not sixty four, God, I'd be shocked if it was a, if it was one twenty eight. I don't. Mm, eventually, I, maybe, but I think they'll start like sixty four. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Are the Threadripper is usually bigger than a standard CPU size. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, they could run a 128, assuming it they w- can get it configured the same way. I don't think it would be uh, a single 128 cache. No, it'd probably be dual 64s. Right. But at um, that point, you'd have because you'd probably have 12 cores running on each 64. Well, do we know if those um uh. Like the fifty nine hundred, the fifty eight hundred. If though, so they have sixty four get uh, sixty four megs of, of of the cache. Is that split thirty twos or is that one sixty four? I feel like it's split thirty twos. They didn't say. That's what I'm thinking. So they, they they showed the 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 fifty six hundred and the fifty eight hundred were I'm assuming because they're they're both the same size cache, mm-hmm. um, but they showed the internals where it was the eight cores on the the full thirty two cache. So I would assume, because they didn't say otherwise, that it, the 64 cache is the same way. It's not 232s, um, because why would they have it for one and not the other, in theory? So it looks like they're looking at a potential Q1 2020 launch for thread, the Threadripper on the Zen 3. Yep. Yep. That's Dope. Yeah, that's, that's about what I would expect. So. Well, on average, it's been about three to four months after that makes the announcement. Sense. Yeah. So. 
Yep. So that's right when uh, uh, Intel's expecting Intel's to make their announcement. Theirs. So I think we're going to see them in a holding pattern. But I'm wondering if because AMD's finding itself so just at ahead of of everybody in terms of the way that they're projecting, they might wait a little longer. Because it's they like can though. That's the thing. Because they might wait until maybe Intel starts to catch up, and then they're like, "Oh, thread Well, that's what I think is going to happen. People are like, might- "Oh, come on again!" <laughs> like, I, I think Intel's going to go, "Wow." Nice move, but C and the AMD is just gonna dunk on with a Threadripper. Right, like, exactly. Oh, like, cool, hakaka, <laughs> Threadripper. Yeah, it's it's gonna be something similar to what uh, A Data did with Samsung. Yeah, that's so true. Samsung put out their their fastest SSD, and then a day later, oh, AMD, that's right, AMD that. put out their record breaking <laughs> solid state. Like, yeah, or their NVMe, like. Oh, like ah, crap! <laughs> right, which which kind of didn't. I feel like it didn't really work because now we talk about both of them. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> so, but the fact of the matter is, AMD did just go. Haka, here you go. Right, here's the better one. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting because does Intel do they have like a Threadripper equivalent line? I don't think so. I'm curious. I'm gonna look that up. Um, because. The, also, the Threadripper, great name. Great name. Fantastic, really. Their Core well, X series. Is it, though? I mean, because... Cause, I mean, that's why Intel built the i9s, was because they wanted to compete with Threadripper. That was the intention. So, that's the they, intention. That was well, the intention. That Yikes. was the intention, yeah. because the Threadrippers could boost to... What was it? 4.9 originally? The, 29, the 2950X boosted to 4.9, I want to say. But the i9 uh, 9900 boosted to 5.3. Well, yeah, it's funny because the or, i9 boosted to 5. Intel's like, i9's going to compete with with Threadripper. And then AMD was like, no, Ryzen it's 9. Not. <laughs> right. Right. Like right. non like, Threadripper Ryzen 9. It was just like, boom. And it was right. better. Enjoy. Yeah. It right. was better. Now, granted, it didn't have the same. It had a. I, the Ryzen 9 had a lower base and a lower boost. But it a performed lower cost. Yeah, lower cost, <laughs> substantially lower cost. Right. Um, and it it had more cores, so I mean, and it performed way better in every way. I'm just surprised that Intel got caught by surprise that badly by AMD. I think they just felt so comfortable being as far ahead That's as they 100% were that what as soon was. as AMD came out of nowhere and caught up, they were like, Uh-oh. now they're scrambling. Now yeah. they're now they're just trying to stay relevant. Now they're it. just trying to yeah pop stuff out that is like so they're keeping up and they just can't seem to make the jump. To outperform AMD. Exactly, which is why I think they need to take it off and redesign. Go back to the drawing board. Yeah. If they can take a year off and just, like, come out at, you know, after a couple of years and be like, here you go, but the question is, do they become irrelevant at that point? Because AMD can use all that time to start pulling away. So I wouldn't, I, I don't know what the future for Intel is at this point. It's I a would, huge gamble, either I would, way. I would like to see them kind of split off like their enterprise stuff well their their server technology is spectacular it's fantastic yeah. it's way better than that's AMD. what the xeon chip is 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 primarily their server technology so right. that'd be a great enterprise for them to look into and keep working on because if AMD amd enters this that market and starts taking over that too i mean the closest they've gotten so far is with the threadripper series is effectively a server grade uh cpu but even then it's not designed for servers right. it's designed for incredibly intense graphics and rendering I'm just waiting for that, like, that eye of Sauron that is AMD to, like, focus on the <laughs> hobbits that are Intel just, like, carrying away their server technology and just being like, I'm coming, I'm coming for, for you. you. <laughs> That'd be so good. Uh, well, I mean, so, I mean, AMD's doing server stuff already. I know, and that's the they're, thing. They're like, epic. they're already getting into. Right, that's why Intel needs Intel's, to, like, focus on 
what they're best at. And right now it's their it's enterprise. It's enterprise. Enterprise yeah. is their safety net at this point. And AMD is already starting to, they already got all of Amazon servers. That's a huge customer. Does who, who runs Azure servers? I don't even know what that is. Uh, um, Microsoft. I think it's, Oh, no kidding. Okay. Pretty sure it's Intel. Uh, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, everybody fucking has Intel when it comes to server banks and everything. Yes, they're based on the I see Xeon. Yeah, it's Intel. Yeah, they're, it's, they're Zion yeah, the series. Xeon. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, my so it's from what I can recall, it's Azure, AWS, uh, Apache. Is that still a thing? Uh, I don't know. But I know Azure and uh, um, and AWS are massive. They have host oh, warehouses dedicated well, to Well, Apache is still Intel. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to think of who the big server hosting names are. Um, I wonder who Google uses. Uh, they might have their own. I wouldn't be surprised. Although Google doesn't isn't known for making hardware. Oh, no, 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 no. No, sorry. I meant they have their no, hosting service. No. So Google splits off um, a bunch of their stuff, but they still do have servers, but they swapped from Intel to AMD. Did they? Then they also swapped their data center businesses over to AMD. Oh, boy. Um, and I oh, think boy. as I of right now, the Xeon processors control the cloud still, but that's it. Their major data processing and servers are AMD. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Google Cloud, because the Google Cloud was developed with Intel, um, but I wouldn't right. be surprised if they end up migrating that. Right, once that contract expires. <laughs> Probably, if they're already switching over the rest of their network. Right. It probably was like, all right, we developed the cloud with you. It was probably like, a, hey, we're going to do this with you, but we need to be your partner for yeah, X, X amount, amount of time. Right. We're going to maintain it for you, but you're going to, like, this is us. And then Google's over this going, fuck, we, we, like, we were right. AMD. Because at the time, at the time, they were the best. Right. You right. always had the best for stuff sure. when you signed up with Intel. To be fair, Intel still has outstanding processors in the enterprise world, but right. AMD is right on your heels man you can't just you can't be complacent anymore that is 100 percent what i think the cause of of intel losing its foothold in all these areas is intel was the biggest for so long they got complacent they had no drive in r&d anymore they weren't putting money into r&d they didn't need to they put money into marketing getting people to buy what they already had no it's it's to the point now where like intel like intel's big thing now is that like i think the new gen of chromebooks is going to be featuring some partnership with intel in their processing and that's, yeah their new laptop processor yeah like yeah. So what does it all mean <laughs> i know nobody uses a chromebook for anything besides zoom meetings yeah that's, that's pretty much it 10 year olds use chromebooks because they have to right now i bought a chromebook because i thought it would be really cool and then immediately got rid of it for yeah. for this bad boy I, that has a Ryzen. but also intel, no, no, intel, intel still Core has seven but <laughs> intel still has the luna what the hell is the, the luna? luna is amazon's cloud gaming platform intel has that oh yeah Ooh. Yeah, it's it's Windows servers, NVIDIA GPUs, and Intel. So Intel's Ooh. getting uh, uh -huh. <laughs> and that's exactly what we've been talking about. Is Intel's just trying to find any fucking thing it can do to pop into. It's like, please let us do something. And Amazon's like, okay, well, here's Luna, and they're like, oh, I just right, love thanks. the fact that's like, it's like, hey, Google's like, have a Chromebook. I like, yeah, <laughs> here, take our Chromebook. Nobody wants <laughs> Intel's anything. just outside Amazon's window. <laughs> Amazon's just. <laughs> 
Give him the Chromecast. Fuck it. But the Chromecast doesn't need it. Just give it to him. Just give him the give give him our gaming thing. What gaming thing? I don't know. We got one, don't we? We'll just call it the Stadia sponsored by Intel. Right? You just Intel's looking in. They see AMD curled up in front of the fire with Intel or with with Amazon. Just. Just crying, <laughs> just weeping. I used to be important. <laughs> just here, have a streaming service. This isn't gonna work. We know. Neither do you. Get out. Yeah. Like, All right, everybody. Video. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us for our first uh, deep dive of season three, which was into the uh, ins and outs of AMD's new um, in, uh, uh, Zen three AMD's processor. New Intel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, that's what it's coming Whatever. to. It could be. So hopefully, hopefully, in a few weeks, I hope we get to do a deep dive on the GPUs because that's what I'm super excited. Yeah. Twenty eighth. That's super, when they're getting announced. So uh, thank you for uh, for listening and watching, and uh, we hope to see you next week on Monday with uh, more news. So in uh, in one word, say goodbye, everybody. Peace. No goodbye. <laughs>